Hey, hey, hey! Happy New Year and welcome to 2019. I am your girl Sada Star and thank you for tuning in to the very first Day in the Life podcast. This podcast goes out to every alpha woman out there who has ever struggled with trying to achieve her dreams, trying to love the people in her life, trying to hustle, flow, and keep it all sane at the same time. Before we go into today's topic, though, I think it is important to talk about what easybreezy.life is all about. Um, For those who don't know, I work professionally by day in higher education and student affairs. And by night, my husband and I are pretty involved in ministry. Now, neither one of those careers or neither one of those um, paths are things that I chose for myself. When I was a little girl, I always thought I would be a lawyer, but let's just say that God had other plans. Long story short, after much tribulation, lots of work on the in and outside of me, here we are embracing a calling. And the whole point of EasyBreezy.life is to create a community for strong-willed women who are working entrepreneurs, who are in industry, who are out there in the secular world leading um, and have to balance many roles at the same time. If you are like me, you probably got five balls going in the air at all times. And sometimes it can just be really hard to keep all of those things together. But I have found that if we surround ourselves with a community of other strong women, when storms come and inevitably they come in everyone's life and you will go through more than one storm in your life, um, if we are surrounded by the right people, we can get through them. Those relationships and having healthy relationships with other women is really a make or break for your life. You know, I would say that after Christ, the relationships we choose to allow into our life, into our space, will have the greatest impact on where we end up in life. And there was actually a Harvard study that talked about this. It was an 80-year study that looked at the experiences of, you know, a group of people and how they started out and what happened at the end of their life. And what they found at the end of this study was that the those who had really healthy relationships were the ones who essentially had a greater quality and longer and healthier life. So that means that strong quality relationships will have a ripple effect in everything that we do. And so the Easy Breezy Life is meant to be a community that not only shares information, but builds strong relationships with between strong-willed women who oftentimes struggle to share space with one another, and helping us understand that we are stronger and better together. So I want to go right into our topic now. And this theme comes from one of our former blog posts, and it is called To the Left, When Something Has Got to Give. Have you ever begged and pleaded for a change, but it just didn't come? I mean, think about being in a really bad, toxic relationship, right? Like I could think back to some bad, toxic boyfriends I had before my husband. And like you are talking, you are speaking and speaking, and you think you're communicating your needs, and the change just doesn't come. Like no matter what you do, the circumstance remains the same. I mean, 
I do really think that when we find ourselves in these seasons where we're asking for something, but there just seems to be a blockage, we got to take some time to really get still and think about, one, is there something in this season that I'm missing? And two, is God trying to tell me something? I know in my life, you know, all the challenges that I've gone through and when I've had storms that caught me off guard, it was likely because God was speaking in a whisper about something and I didn't respond. Then he came in the form of a friend or a wind and I didn't respond. And then, you know, maybe a mentor came and warned me about something and I didn't respond. And then all of a sudden there was a storm that just unleashed in my life. And while the storm seemed to count me off guard, whenever I had to go back and look into that situation, I realized that it was my lack of stillness that really led me into that storm. Now, we can't avoid every storm in life. Like I believe that, you know, part of our making is going through these experiences that if we allow them, will shape our faith, will keep us grounded, and will help us grow closer to God, you know, if we allow them to. And I also believe that God takes every storm that we go through and he turns it out for our good. And so, Um, For me, when I get into a storm, while I might be initially knocked down, I always try to find my way back to God as quick as possible Um, so that one, I can get back into his strong tower because maybe I was in a place or a place emotionally or even physically that I shouldn't have been in and I need to find my way back to be connected to him as soon as possible. And two, if he has allowed that storm, then surely he's got a lesson and a plan for me in that process. So, In order for your life to move forward, some people, behaviors, locations, conversations, or things really got to be shown the stage left. And when I mean stage left, I mean like Beyonce to the left. I mean like irreplaceable, you're replaceable to the left. Because I remember a season in my life when God seemed to bring me into promotion after promotion. And, you know, I was in a job that I really loved um, for a boss I really loved. And I had become so comfortable in that place. And it was right around the time that I met my husband. And, you know, my husband will call me in the middle of the day at work and be like, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm just relaxing. Because by then I had kind of mastered my job. You know, and my husband said, well, you know, it's time for your next level. And I'm like, no, I'm really kind of good where I am. You know, I have autonomy. I have flexibility, a good paycheck, my apartment, my leased vehicle that was fully loaded. I was doing all right. (laughs) Well, it seemed like not too shortly after that, all hell broke loose you know, at work. I mean, there were all sorts of betrayal. My favorite boss started running into issues. They were just like, all of a sudden, you know, the friends that I had at work were no longer my friends. The connections that I made were just kind of dwindling and I was isolated in this place um, and just kind of had to keep on working and trucking, not knowing what was going on. And I remember at the time being so stressed and talking to my pastor and being like, I really got to get out of this place. And my pastor and my husband telling me like, this is not the time to go. I'm not feeling like it's time for you to go. You need to endure. You need to stick through this. So back then I was, I I won't say a baby Christian, but I think that I have spent a whole lot of time in church without growing at all. Right. I mean, back then at the time that I met my husband, I could literally go to the club Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then go usher on church on Sunday. Now, if you're still clubbing on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and clubbing and and going to church on Sunday, this is not an indictment of you. But what I am 
saying is that if you can do that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's going to take something away from you that you need on that Sunday, right? Because um, as I have walked with God, I've realized that you can't just walk with him on a Sunday and on Wednesday during midweek service. Like you need to be hand in hand every single day if you are going to be able to um, live a victorious life. Right. But let's just say that back then I was just kind of lukewarm. I was doing my part. I was a tither. I was serving in church, but I wouldn't say that I was like sold out for Christ. Well, long story short, all of these changes start happening. I experience betrayal. I get a promotion and then I just start losing friend after friend. I mean, people who I knew for decades since I was a teenager just stopped talking to me. It was like all of a sudden nothing I did was acceptable. Everything had to be, well, she got a promotion. So she thinks she's all that, but that kind of comes with it, right? Like you get something, people are jealous or people are coveting that thing. And you know, you might lose some friends. So it's to be expected. But then another really huge promotion came in. Boy, (laughs) it was like all the friends from my former life were just gone. And I was just stuck having to build new social circles, right? And it was a very isolating time because I put a great deal of time and energy into my personal relationships and to just lose them in that way hurt, you know? How many of you know that sometimes promotion hurts? Like it comes with good things, but there are also some losses that you're going to have to suffer to grab hold of the new thing. And that's where I really want to talk about in pushing things to the left. I have found that comfort can be the enemy to progress. I mean, at least it has been to my life. I have learned that anytime I find myself feeling really comfortable, it's only a matter of time before God shakes me out of that nest. I mean, if you really believe that you have a destiny and a call, which all of us do, no matter how big or small that destiny is, everybody really does have a purpose for being here, then comfort and plateaus, they're not really a large part of that equation. Like God might let you catch your breath, but if you are, have been on a plateau for the past 10 years, we need to ask ourselves if we are actually pressing toward the mark or we're just pressing toward comfort. And comfort usually comes in the form of our friends, our family members, associates, confidants, or cherished traditions that we might have. And these familiar faces, spaces, and practices can really become enemies to our progress when we start prioritizing maintaining these connections versus forging forward to what God has called us into. And really, sometimes the person that has to be shown that exit is the old you. And you really can't do that if you refuse to change your friends, you refuse to change your environment, because all of these things that you see, experience, hear, the conversation you have, they are shaping your thoughts, your action. They're shaping your life. And when God wants to call you into a new season, it can't be with the old life. And sometimes it's not with the old circle. Now, I had a merc- I had heard a message one time from T.D. Jakes where he was talking about the levels of relationships and how if you are fortunate in your life, you might meet one or two people who 
can really roll with you in every season, every punch, every um, experience that you're having. You share every promotion with them, all the good news, all the bad news. But if you are fortunate enough to get two people like that in your life, then you are truly blessed. Two, okay? And then you got the outer perimeter, right? Like these are people who you're really close with. Um, then you know that your comrades, we roll together, but maybe they're sunny time friends. And when the going really gets tough, you can't call them for a bag of sugar. That's just what it is. And then you got folks who are really just there for the ride. Okay. They're with you when you're shining, but they will be long, long gone if you run into some issues. And the worst thing that we can do as people is to ascribe value to the people in our life who are just kind of, you know, they're not the pillars of your life. They're just kind of off on the sidelines, enjoying the ride. They want to come to your parties. They want to drink drink your uh, liquor. They want to eat your food. They're just there for the ride, which by the way, I don't, I don't drink liquor. So don't think that I'm promoting you drinking liquor. I'm just saying that there are some friends who are only there to party. And the worst thing that we can do is mistake those friends for real friends. Well, these friends, those old ways of thinking, they keep us on old cycles and you just start repeating the whole cycle. It's all drama. I mean, I liken it to watching to like Real Housewives of Atlanta. And yes, I used to be a very avid watcher of reality TV shows, but I thank God that I've been delivered from that drama. Because these are women, they come back season after season to do the same thing over and over again. Like, why is Nene hanging out with Kenya and them when you know this is going to turn into a fight? And everybody is coming in expecting something different. They're going on these trips, faking the funk, pretending that they're actually going to put in their best effort. And they're not because they're petty. And long story short, the pettiness is going to seep in and we know how it's going to end. And sometimes you just start to wonder if it's actually staged because you can almost predict like who's going to jump over the table and snatch somebody's weave. Like it's going to happen every season. The question is not if it's when. But these kind of old cycles, the toxic friends, the gossipy friends, um, um, the boyfriend who treats you like a jump and you're just still messing with them. Why? Why? The lying, cheating boyfriend, you know, it's just not worth it. But, you know, I've definitely been in that place before. And at some point you have to make a decision. What am I willing to let go of to grab hold of what's in front of me? Because you can't keep your foot in the old door and walk into the new one. And so I think in order for God to do a new thing in this new year, you're going to have to make some decisions. Like you're going to have to sit down, make some decisions about where is God taking me? What are the relationships that are going to bring me forth and which relationships can potentially hold me back? And it's not always an easy decision to make, but it is necessary because a lot of times our issue is not a lack of vision for where we want to go. It is what and which relationships we're willing to sacrifice to get to that place. It's like any goal. I want to get out of debt, but do I want to sacrifice my shopping to get out of debt? Do I want to sacrifice eating out to get out of debt? Because if I don't sacrifice something, I'm just going to remain in debt, wishing, wishing, and wishing. So, you know, the Bible in Ephesians 4, 24 says, get rid of your old self, which made you live as you used to. 
the old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. Your hearts and minds must be completely made new, and you must put on the new self, which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. And my interpretation of this scripture is just like your old self, your 2018 self, if you really want to do new year, new you, has got some toxic stuff going on with her. And you need to look at, take a really close look at what those things are and make a decision that you're just going to take them off. Now, choosing to take them off doesn't mean you're going to change tomorrow, right? Because you're, it's, this is definitely a process, and, and thank God for grace, he understands that you're in a process, but at least acknowledging like this thing that I do is toxic or this thing that um, I continually participate in is not God's best for my life is the first step, right? You've been to any AA meeting, you know, the first step is admitting you have a problem. And a lot of people aren't even willing to admit they have a problem. Like me, for example, when I met my husband, my anger was like zero to 60. Okay. I had a little invisible perimeter around my life of boundaries. And when you stepped over that boundary, the clap back came for you quicker than thunder. And, you know, for a really long time, my excuse was, this is just who I am. And if people don't like it, they can exit their way out of my life and that's okay. And it really was because my family had allowed me to carry on that way, right? Not because they were angry. I mean, not because they were bad people, but because they loved me and this is how they always knew me. So when my husband challenged me on my anger, I'm like, well, what's the problem? Everybody in my life already knows that this is an issue and nobody has ever complained before. And he had to let me know that like your family don't complain because they scared of you. Right. Your family don't complain because you flip out on anybody who tries to check you. But that's not going to fly in this relationship and it's not going to fly in our marriage. Right. And so as I started to work on myself, I kind of had to distance myself from people who made my anger okay. I had to distance myself from people who would allow me to make excuses for myself. I had to distance myself from people who really could get under my skin. And how many of you know that nobody could get under your skin like family? Family will have you cut up and I know mine, you know, love them all to pieces. But when the eight of us get together, me and my siblings, it is and because we are a really honest, brutally honest kind of family. It is only a matter of time before somebody gets ticked off. And, you know, the thing about that is, you know, we could do we did a lot of aggressive and anger, angry gestures and we could just move on the next day. But I learned that like the rest of the world wasn't living that way. Some people, if you go off on them, will hold you in their heart forever, which makes sense because some people are, you know, sensitive, more sensitive than others, I would say. And so just because I had kind of grown accustomed to blowing up and recovering the next day did not mean that everyone was going to do that. And so that was an area of my life that I really had to commit to God. Now, I will say that I still have times and moments where people will test me and like the old me will just try. It it, it is just inching at the door. You know, like there's this Bible verse where um, God is telling Cain or Abel, I can't remember which brother killed him, killed his other brother at the moment, but he's telling the brother, like, you're jealous and sin is crouching at your door. It wants to have you, right? So for me, anytime somebody really gets under my skin and I feel that heat, 
And I tell you, like, it, it, it feels like a numbness on my tongue. I know it's time to go. I know it's time to go because in the next 10 seconds, something's about to be unleashed and nobody's going to be happy. So I say that to say that there might be some traits in your life that even as you try to deal with them, it's just going to be a constant checking. And that is why, you know, the Christian life is about constant renewal. You can't get by on what you fed yourself yesterday. You got to feed yourself on God's word, on who he is, on what his expectation is, on what who the Holy Spirit is every single day if you're going to transform into a new being. And so that is why the Bible says to us, you know, to continually, you would have to continually transform by the renewing of our mind, renewing of our mind. And that is a daily daily process. So I just want to encourage you today that as you set your new goals for 2019, understand that it is a continual process of renewal and do a serious, serious evaluation of your environment, the people, the circumstances, and make some hard decisions that you might have to give up some people, places, or things in order to walk into what 2019 has in store for you. So that is it for today. You can join us every week here for a weekly podcast dropping on Fridays. And make sure that you go on our website, www.easybreezy.life. Sign up as a member and we'll see you next week.